So understand what is at risk, how can I continue to mitigate that risk, and how can I continue to invest and grow value versus uh, um, invest and you know see value eroded or diminished. You are now connected with Enclave for Entrepreneurs at O'Hare International Airport in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Enclave O'Hare, the local to global learning and earning center for entrepreneurs and their influencers. Hey everybody, this is Scott Brown, also known as the voice of the Live from Studio 75 podcast at Enclave. For our July 2021 Making a Point Wednesday Masterclass in Metacognition, we welcomed Greg LeFin, co-leader of Merger and Acquisition Advisory Services at Whipfley Corporate Finance Advisors. Listen in as Greg shares his expertise on M&A from both a buyer's and seller's perspective. Uh, Greg, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and, and give some background for the listeners. Okay, terrific, Scott. Uh, Greg Lefin, Whipley Corporate Finance Advisors. Um, Whipley is a top 20 CPA firm, you know, with approximately 50 offices nationwide. Um, I co-lead our investment bank uh, to serve our clients and our external clients. Uh, we focus on uh, initiating M&A transactions, uh, mostly sell-side advisory work. Uh, for clients uh, as small as maybe 10 million in revenue to as large as a couple hundred million in revenue. So okay. transaction sizes 10 million to maybe 100 million is where our core or sweet spot is. Okay. And we're industry agnostic. So we got experts uh, across uh, many different fields. It's awesome. I'm sure that makes it fun as well. Not the same yes. business type every single yes. time, uh, right? So if you're a little bit ADD like myself, <laughs> um, uh, you get a lot of different variety in your work and it's very fulfilling work. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your um, involvement with uh, MBBI as well? And maybe a little bit about the organization too? Yeah, so MBBI, um, uh, we actually host a podcast here at the Enclave uh, Learning and Earning Center. Nice. Um, here in Elk Grove Village uh, at Studio 75. And uh, uh, we've really appreciated the talents of our audio engineer, Ray Nichols. Nicholas, um, and we appreciate everything he has done for us uh, um, as we're embarking on these podcasts. Uh, but uh, uh, MBBI is an organization I've been involved with uh, for probably close to 20 years, um, um, a not-for-profit organization to help advisors uh, um, uh, within the merger and acquisition environment uh, um, be better. So it's educational, it's networking, uh, um, and it helps to uh, encourage collaboration amongst uh, the members so that, uh, you know, if you're working across a deal, uh, you know, both parties are known and uh, uh, hopefully the transaction goes uh, a little more seamless and uh, uh, less confrontational, but uh, uh, a little bit easier along the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. So tonight, we, you know, we talked a lot. We talked about, you know, the podcast you guys are doing at, at, uh, M- with MBBI, um, and we talked a lot about mergers and acquisitions and just, you know, your whole world. And one of the things that I picked up on um, pretty quickly. And I think, you know, at Enclave, we're obviously all about entrepreneurs, their influencers, and really kind of more of the personal side of this kind of stuff. 
Um, I, I wrote down here, you know, something that a business owner wants should be asking, right? Is am I building value? Right. So we've got a lot of entrepreneurs who kind of will listen to this podcast. What are just some things that they can kind of think about, you know, and, and maybe not they're looking to sell tomorrow, but how do they know that they're kind of building value and what are some things they can do to really make sure that that's moving the needle forward? Yeah. And that's a good question because, you know, a lot of times as we age and we see our clients age, uh, you know, sometimes they they may be building profits by not reinvesting in the process in their company. Yep. You know, so they're trying to maximize their earnings. They're maybe losing a little uh, uh, steam or uh, excitement about their business, and they're thinking about selling. and And they didn't really continue with that reinvestment in the business, which actually, although their profitability may be at their highest level as they're nearing retirement, their value may be diminishing. Right. You know, so we, we, we try to work with our clients to kind of help them, uh, you know, look at the various value drivers of a business, you know, and make sure that uh, um, they're working on uh, uh, enhancing those value drivers. Uh, you know, a business that has a deep bench of competent employees and managers so that the owner can actually take a vacation. Right. You know, that the that the owner is not the only person that's interacting with all the key customers. Mm-hmm. You know, that the key customers have multiple touch points within the organization. That they continue to invest in their property, plant, equipment, and their people. Mm-hmm. And then their technology. Uh, that they're continuing to grow. Uh, and that's how they build value. Um, if they start cutting off those investments, uh, uh, the value starts to diminish. And... Uh, you know, um, it's always a good exercise, and we talked a little bit about this at the, po- you know, uh, re- as we were reviewing the podcast. Uh, you know, looking at evaluation on a semi-regular basis doesn't have mm-hmm. to be every year, but to kind of help confirm: Am I building value? Right. As I'm working so hard and investing these dollars in the company, we want to make sure that we're growing and we're growing profitably, and that you know our, our family's net worth or our controlled shareholder group's net worth are continuing to e- increase uh, based on the investments that we're employing and the hard work that we're employing as well into the business. Yep. I think it's so interesting, you know, when, when as I've heard professionals like you talk about just M&A in general, and, and we talk about investing in the business, and obviously that's hard dollars, but also to your point, like what about the frontline employees or, or key employees that are going to be potentially, you know, part of the acquisition or, or part of that merger where they're going to go make an impact to the organization they're getting absorbed by? Yeah, uh, the employees are a big factor, right? You know, and, and, and for some smaller companies, you know, the employees may be the actual buyer of the company. Right. Right. You know, so as an owner, you want to take care of these key employees. But if you're building value, the, the best businesses that are run today are, you know, no one wants to buy a business and, and, and find out that, you know, yeah, Scott really wants to retire day one after the sale. <laughs> And Probably Scott, something good to know. Yeah, if Scott <laughs> maintains all those relationships and, you know, he is really the person working hard in the business, the business has less value. Right. But if Scott relies on Ray and Greg and the whole team, Tammy, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, that business has more touch points with the customers. It has more intellectual uh, um, value because, you know, more people are feeling fulfilled and empowered to, you know, help the company grow usually that business is worth more. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It also creates a better lifestyle for the owner. Right. Because then you can actually take some time off and you let your people run the you know run the show every once in a while. Did you hear that, listeners, that you can take some time off? <laughs> That's a real thing. Um, you, you also mentioned um, due diligence is becoming more robust. Um, can you share a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, and, and I think that's been a trend over the last decade, right? You know, as valuations have, you know, been pushed to, you know, uh, further premiums, you know. You know, two years ago we thought, you know, X, you know, multiple of earnings or whatnot was uh, was a premium. Today, you know, they're still going higher and higher uh, as values have uh, become, you know, a premium uh, in today's market just because there's a lack of quality companies up for market for sale. Yeah. Um, and the companies are looking for new ways to grow, you know, not just organically, but through smart acquisitions. Uh, um, given the price, you know, people want to make sure that they're able to execute and uh, realize the benefits that they're anticipating to receive. Right. And in order to guarantee that, uh, there are no guarantees in life. They're doing more homework up front. Mm-hmm. You know, so those companies that do get those premium values uh, are the companies that have done some homework prior to going to market. Mm-hmm. They made sure that their company, you know, um, is as good and you know, as risk-free as it could be in a very risky environment. Yeah. And speaking of environment, you know, um, this is something that obviously gets brought up a lot lately, but you had brought up some points about how the pandemic and during the course of the last, call it, you know, whatever, 15, 16 months, how um, things have had to have been adjusted um, as it relates to, you know, normalizing revenues and earnings and then also potentially looking at things like folks taking virtual tours and those kind of things. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of how that's affected the M&A world? Yeah. So, you know, some businesses, you know, as we mentioned on our podcast, some businesses have benefited positively with Mm -hmm. COVID. And the question there is, you know, is that sustainable? You know, uh, will they have enough, uh, you know, we we talked about supply chain, uh, you know, possible weaknesses uh, uh, and other challenges going forward. So, uh, so even though they may have had a temporary boost in earnings and profitability, uh, you know, uh, from a diligence perspective, you know, folks are looking at uh, things carefully in terms of sustainability and what does the future look like going forward? Because that's really what you're buying, right? Mm-hmm. You're not really buying the past. The past is nice in terms of this is how the company performed historically. Um, but you're really focused on how is the company doing today and what is the future of this company? Right. And that includes a multiple uh, uh, group of attributes uh, to kind of review. So diligence is a lot more re- robust there. And then there's also those companies that have performed negatively with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is this temporary? Uh, how temporary is it? Will there be a resurgence, you know, of COVID with uh, the new Delta variants, et cetera? Mm-hmm. No one really knows. So we're still in an uncertain uh, economy and market where uh, um, that is kind of propelling that enhanced review and uh, and look through the due diligence period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, flipping more towards the buyer side, um, and I, who was the gentleman you were speaking with uh, on stage today? Oh, on stage, yeah, Phil uh, with uh, Waveland Investments, yes. Got it. Um, he had mentioned, he said, you know, I, as a, as a buyer, I want the seller to be professionally represented. Um, and I thought that was just kind of interesting because, you know, obviously there might be a situation where you feel like that might not be the case. So can you share a little bit? Why why is that so important? Yeah, I think it, it helps the process move uh, uh, a little smoother, right? You know, you, you kind of get through, you know, some of the, um, um, I guess, the hair in the transaction uh, up front, right? You know, so... Uh, 
Um, if the seller is being represented, you know, most likely, you know, they have quality advisors on the accounting, on the tax, on the legal, on the human resources, on the supply chain, uh, on the operations. Uh, um, and they've, you know, they understand, you know, what areas they need to continue to improve. But more importantly, they understand maybe, you know, uh, a range of, you know, where their business is valued at currently at mm -hmm. its current state and what the future potential is. Mm -hmm. And they may not have these outside ex outsized expectations mm -hmm. um, or they, you know, they will also be aware of, you know, hey, you know, we do have this issue with the state of Michigan. You know, we talked about state and local taxation and how, you know, that landscape has changed. Uh, is that a genuine risk or maybe is it at risk? You know, they may have a solution already in place for a deficiency or a weakness that, uh, you know, will ultimately be uncovered through diligence. It's a matter of, you know, you want to understand what are all the risks and all unresolved issues and potential concerns up front before you start spending dollars uh uh, and then learn, oh, this, I wish I would have known this before I spent, uh, you know, $100,000 with Ray and the legal documentation and things of that nature. Right. Uh, because I don't think I would have moved forward with this. Or I wish Scott would have told me his value was X up front because, uh, you know, definitely based on our past acquisitions, the value was, uh, you know, was Y mm -hmm. or whatnot. So you just have a little more education. There's more homework that's done up front and makes the process easier for both parties so that uh, um, they're just not embarking on a process that doesn't have an, you know, a, an appropriate uh, um, positive end. Right. Yeah. For both sides. Right. Correct. And you you both had mentioned, too, you know, a, a goal of any good transaction and how to make that um, a, a solid thing is communication and, and, you know, making sure that there's good open communication on kind of both sides. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, um, if you don't trust somebody, there's always going to be a hesitation, right? And there's going to be an arbitrage, um, you know. So the goal through any good transaction is to, you know, emulate as much trust as possible, right? Mm -hmm. You know, be forthcoming. Hey, this is this is where our business is at today. These are my plans for the future, and this is all the support backing up what I'm showing you. Well, mm -hmm. Um, not acknowledging the deficiencies, not acknowledging the industry risks that you may participate in uh, um, causes, uh, you know, always a little bit of conservatism. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to get the best value if you're constantly hiding something. But you're also not going to have that relationship which encourages success for the transaction uh, post-closing. And that's very important in all transactions because many times, uh, you know, there is a deferral. Right. In order to maximize the transaction value, you want to be able to collect the full deferral. Mm -hmm. And if there's a lot of hidden baggage in that, you know, no one wants to deal with uh, with claims or uh, you know um, um, deferrals that just aren't you know received uh, where they were anticipated. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Greg, you've been doing this for a long time, and I'm sure you've you know done a, a lot of different transactions. What what's one thing you know if if uh, entrepreneur to come up to you on the street and say, Hey, what's one piece of advice you would give me, you know, for whether I'm selling in the near future or distance future, what, what would you say like most folks really need to kind of know and understand? Um, you know, that's kind of, it's, it's, it's a difficult question. You know, I, I guess know your business, right. You know, and if you are a business owner, in many cases, uh, you have a lot that's invested in your business, right? Yep. You know, this is your blood, sweat and tears, you know, you may have personal guarantees with the bank, uh, so you have a lot at risk. So understand what is at risk? How can I continue to mitigate that risk? 
and how can I continue to invest and grow value versus uh, um, invest and you know see value eroded or diminished, right? You yep. know, so surround yourself with uh, good advisors, right? Talk to folks not only you know outside of your industry within you know the accounting, tax, legal, and other professions, uh, but surround yourself with professionals and known players in your industry. Mm-hmm. Know your industry uh, very very well. And, um, you know, maintain key imp- you know, relationships with your employees. Awesome. Empower them. Awesome. Greg, this has been super informative today. Earlier today was uh, super informative and, and great to listen to. And thank you very much for spending some time with us. Thank you for inviting me. You I bet. appreciate it. You bet. There you have it. Working with top-notch M&A professionals like Mr. LaFin and the folks at MBBI can help maximize for all parties involved. On behalf of John Dallas, CEO of Enclave, thank you for listening. Please join us on the third Wednesday of every month for a masterclass in applied metacognition. For more information, visit enclaveforentrepreneurs.com.